0: Shock. Shock.
1: There's no new Simpsons figures out yet. I found uh, I found a Bowser Amigo. That's it.
2: How many of those you got? Amigos, two. 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 What's two. the other one? Oh, po- Pikachu, Pikachu and Bowser. What what what's still how me left Pica. for you? You're not gonna get the whole set. No,
1: I really wanted to get Fox. I got one for my niece, but. I, uh, neglected to get myself one, didn't realize he was going to go so fast. Now I know if you even remotely want one, you get it.
2: Mm-hmm. What's it's that for? Gold. What system? This is the, the amiibos for the Nintendo, those little plastic figures that interact oh, like with, the, 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 with Sky, the Wii U and the 3DS. Nintendo okay. Skylanders. Yeah, Nintendo's good. It's Nintendo Skylanders. Sweet. I, um, I look at a, button, you know, I haven't dropped on one. I think it's because of uh, you've all these. All the, I, Yeah, I've, I've already invested in the Avengers and Disney figures. Buy so. one,
1: get one 40%. Off at uh, Toys R Us. That right sounds now, like a Toys R Us all thing. All the, uh, all the Disney's. They're
3: mm. nifty as hell and I'm they got a lot, man. Them. You're glad you didn't get into them. I'm glad I didn't get into them because they're nifty as hell. They I really are. Them. The one I they want. Look nice, I want too. the
1: Hulk, and I want um, what's his name? Venom.
4: Venom. 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 The
3: Carnage. Venom's uh, stuttering cousin. Valium.
1: One of Snickers, please.
3: Yeah, get snickered up.
2: Welcome, it's folks. Satisfied. It is Geek Shock number 273. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Back check dandy. Flip floppy Matt. And we're here to talk Week in Geek. Matt's good to see you again. in Been Thank a few you. weeks.
5: Yeah. Been busy. Been busy working, training people, seeing shows. Now back. The
3: man. That's way to be.
1: Yeah.
5: What'd you see? Uh, let's see. Illusions over there at the trot. Good show. Very European Don Roven. Yes, very European. Very German. Like I felt like I was looking at the front line of a and tank. That's just <laughs> just a music selection, things like that. Very like oh, we did not lose the second That's my shitty
3: German. <laughs> <laughs> we we
6: did not lose the second Thank God you're here to do your German leaves a lot to be desired, yes. my friend.
3: Yes it does. <laughs> Thank God you are here to do a worse accent than. There idol. you go. There you yeah. go. Oh, I'm so somebody to has do to <laughs> do a worse accent than I do. And balls there. What's his name? My tanks will mess up your tanks. Cross the bridge. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's a very German. Just like, do like they play Deutschland über uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. it's very,
5: very like we're Aryan magic show. We're <laughs>
3: Aryan. <laughs> All right, and what, <laughs> what other shows? Disappearing a, a puff of swastika. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know how hard it is to make
3: a puff of swastika? Yeah, that's why I go, wow. (laughs)
2: That is magic.
3: (laughs) His best trick of the night. (laughs) Achtung! Baby.
2: (laughs) All that that German supernatural research led to puffs of swastika.
3: That's (laughs) what all the Nazi, uh, that's all the Hellboy (laughs) stuff, that's what it led to. Lance of Longinus,
4: uh, all those
1: mythical articles that
3: required God. It all all led to a magician on the strip. That's Mm -hmm. everything they pulled off that worked. We have done it!
4: (laughs) He brought, Heim-
3: he brought Heimler back to life. Boom. Well, you
4: they
2: need the
3: sphere of poofing destiny poofing to do spastica. that sort of thing. Yeah. That's right. The, the, the po- poofing problem
0: swastika.
3: everything poof. they got to work. Then they opened up the Ark of the Covenant and melted everybody's faces and everybody knew what was going on was gone. Well, yeah. And everybody forgot how to do everything. Trick.
2: died. Everybody died. A poof of swastika. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poof of swastika. A poof
5: of swastika. I like
2: it. Don't look at the magician, <laughs> Marion.
1: <laughs> Keep
6: your eyes closed, Marion.
4: God's <laughs> sake. Don't look at the rabbit. Don't
6: look while he's sawing things from the hat. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> I saw the strings Indy I saw the strings it's so beautiful
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so shows what other yeah. show did you see
5: uh, Rating the Rock Vault which was I like rock music but my bosses are in it so it was like meh
2: it's meh, meh. I heard. It was, I heard you used, to hear, you used to hear it was good now now meh it's meh well, it's only meh?
5: because my bosses are in it so I'm like oh there's oh. idiot face and fucking ass <laughs> And I hope they're not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. That's not exactly a
3: career move right there. Hey.
4: Idiot I don't know what you guys are talking about. I didn't say that. Fucking ass. Paul,
3: you're doing an amazing imitation of Matt. That was cruel, though. He shouldn't do that. Yeah, come on. Come on now. You're going to get him in trouble.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, before we go into any more uh, things that we did geeky this week, a uh, few uh, notes came our way. Notes. Yeah. Not Letters. Notes. Letters uh first up from no, a scoop- uh,
5: how, how to run a successful podcast <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, i need all the
2: notes i can get so this was from scoop leon i became a listener this past august thanks to paul via ics if you have talked about this before forgive the question maybe i will get my answer as i work my way through your catalog of episodes what are your thoughts on the king of the nerds reality show on tbs And I'm going to stop right there before I I continue I have not
6: seen it, so I'll bow out. Um, Okay, well, it's it's worth revisiting. It's their third season. Um, So, yeah, an entirely new season. Uh, The only issue I had with the first season was the final choice of who the actual King of the Nerds was going to be. And then, you know, take their place atop the throne of games because it turned out to be a after, after all of the events and the you know various trials and tribulations they went through it came down to a popularity contest like who do you all think should be the king of the nerds and why and i'm like okay come on that's that's really lame I agree after with all that. these contests that they put you through and all these challenges these trivia uh head to head battles you know you know large okay. format chess matches etc that's how you decide who the the king, you know, king of the Nerds is. Now I will jump into my traditional role as dumb guy.
3: Yeah, I was going what to explain does, what the show what is. Does yeah. the show, what the whole kind of show is this? <laughs> if you don't know
2: all what right. King of the Nerds is, it is basically Survivor with nerds. Everybody living in Nerdvana, a mansion with rooms populated full of geek stuff. And like the ugly couch showroom, but with a bigger budget. Yeah, <laughs> And um, and all the games I mean, are very budget. nerd-centric. Stuff having to yeah, do with our budget, our science, budget. math, uh, steampunk
6: anime I mean you name it anything that would be considered nerd centric is in this show and it's hosted by Curtis Armstrong and Robert Carradine uh, who both were in Revenge of the Nerds they are the uh, executive producers of the show yeah
3: this entire mountain is made of snow
2: and the, uh, they ju- the judge they bring in, there's usually very nerd-centric judges, and so it's it's a love letter to nerd culture yeah. in, in a strong way.
6: I should say 90% of it is. 90%, 90% of, is. of it. I is.
2: mean, it's also very, you know, we're Hollywood and we're yeah. putting this whole thing together, but they know what they're talking about for the most part. Is it yes. as
3: fakey as that, uh, that yeah, the Trailer
2: show?
5: The trailers and things I see uh, It's it as fake. It's
2: as fakey as Survivor. okay okay Okay. it's more along that line okay of show uh where somebody gets not so much voted off but voted into a final one-on-one battle whether that battle's been uh uh at an anime trivia contest where they have to dress up as kaiju and destroy a city for each thing they get right so they they, call them they call them nerd offs and so it's it's fun i like it
6: yeah i i enjoy it um the second season I liked where they went with the determining the king of the nerd uh you know I'm not going to say who it is but <laughs> just spoil it for anybody that might be behind at this point okay sure but uh you know they did more of a kind of a traditional giant nerd off like where they had yeah. a, you know you're more traditional of nerd off
5: larping in the forest things like that They had all of these
6: you know they had trivia there was like a trivia missile. section they had a math section they had a science section so it's this great big um
4: uh head to head
6: yeah head to head uh battle where they they're going through all of these various uh sections of nerddom and um uh, you know the person who did the best at the entire gamut of tr- uh you know testing yep. actually won <laughs> it right, right. sorry i lost my train of thought there <laughs> no worries uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they do this season as far as, like, the... Because it is an evolving show. They, they're they learning from their mistakes, and they're moving forward. So
2: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I guess of the two of us that have seen it, there two thumbs up on that. So. Yeah.
6: No, I, I really do enjoy it. And they do bring in pretty awesome people. I don't care for that particular kind of show, but I think if I
3: was going to watch that kind of show, this would be it. I'd, uh, this... I think it, you would
2: enjoy it. Yeah, if I'm you like deep
6: nerd
3: culture stuff, you'll probably enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Don't and like reality that? TV? What's wrong with them? No, I really don't. Um,
2: and the people they get on are real swath cut of nerd culture. It's, okay. it's not like they're getting Hollywood types. They're full blown, average, everyday nerds on this show.
6: Yeah, I mean, they've had a couple of seasons now where they've actually had, uh, you know, rocket scientists that work that are like engineers that work for nasa right and uh you know people who are in the phd tract at like you know stanford and stuff i Mm -hmm. mean it's just you're like wow i mean people that run podcasts and some people
2: that are just larpers or just really into anime culture so people who are in professional scientists and also just everyday lay people really
3: into geekdom so gotcha Mm -hmm. all right um i i the only reality shows i've actually watched any length of that i do like are the uh history channel ones with the um the pawn stars and uh uh, the, the, the stuff where they're actually there's actually objects they're working on and, and showing and fixing and stuff that kind of. Okay. Where there's actually an object that actually says yeah, some American Pickers kind of guy. Yeah, I like American Pickers. Yeah, you should watch
6: I'm, Toy Hunter then. Yeah, that's I think I'm I prefer American Hunter, Peckers. <laughs> oh, don't
3: worry, that show will be out soon enough. <laughs> you, you prefer American Peckers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so
5: you'd like uh, Down No, Dickren. you should
3: take the
1: German Pecker,
5: <laughs> Down East Dickerin, Dickerin Down East or whatever it is. What's this one with What Dickerin Down East or Over East? It's Tennessee Pickers, but they call them Dickerin in oh, that area. It.
1: Yeah.
2: What's that? Uh, Dickerin what? Down East. What's Something that? like that. <laughs> okay. It's probably not I Dickerin for hand fishing. Dickerin Downy. That's what I heard too. Down
1: East. <laughs> what do they call that? What's that weird term for hand fishing?
2: Uh, uh, noodling. Noodle, Noodle, yeah. Noodling. <laughs> noodling. Uh, That's a great term for that. Noodling. So there broke. was a show on that for a while. There was yeah, it's yeah. still yeah. on. Isn't it? Is not like it animal planet? Oh, it can still be on. No, no. Jeez, fish punches. Our television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Fish> con- <laughs> <laughs> I can. I might do watch like that you one. I punch fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what? What you? What you been
1: doing? <laughs> <I put> Punching <laughs> fish, man. You better just call it noodling. <laughs> <laughs> hey right. Billy, this one tried to freaking drown me. Tried to what you drown me? Oh, tried to drown me. <laughs> he took me down for the roll,
0: final roll. I, I don't understand why. Fish. I just put
3: my hand in its mouth. Well, I punched well, that. Fish. Are you know that
1: fish roll. I punched it.
3: I, I, you, you punch, punch it. it roll? Roll. you punch his roll. eggs. What's I punched her roll. It ain't right, yo. It ain't not right. roll. That's child abuse. Punch roll. roll. Row. Roll. Oh, roll. Roll. And roll. roll. What the hell you talking about? The death roll. Oh, death I'm talking roll. Talking about gotcha. noodling. All right. <laughs> Punching fishes. Gators aren't the only ones to do it. I thought you said a row. I'm thinking caviar. <laughs> that's, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's
5: why I trying Tennessee to correct him. Fish punchers. I'm <laughs> trying to correct this suddenly. Hey, that's fancy people food. Caviar.
2: <laughs> Continuing Scoop Leon's email. <laughs> on a personal note, I am kind of jealous of you guys for the Star Trek experience. Uh, Carl Reed also known as Big Blast, come on the show a few times. Yep. Uh, Was my class president in high school. Wow. Which is news to me. Yeah. And if I hadn't left Vegas after graduation, I would like to think I would have met you all back then. Sure. I listen to Penn, Matt Mattingly, and Geek Shock, and all three of you provide unique entertainment to me. Love you guys. Wish there was enough time and news to do more shows every week. Keep up the great work. Uh, talk to Matt for tips on reeling in Paul sometimes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Well, that's what the like, the trifecta, the, three? the trifecta. That was that uh-huh. was what
6: Barry used to do on our show. That was <laughs> Barry's job was to sit next to Paul and rein him in.
3: It's tricky. I make the effort, but you know, I steal the phone every now and then, that sort of thing. But I'm afraid because you know, if I piss him off, I'm gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not just hey. that you have to be you have to be summarily ignorant and unentertaining <laughs> well, what was the line yeah, out. you shot your their face you shot <laughs> your their face yeah I feel kind of scared draw line sitting line in this, I draw this. I'll take and I'll even take ignorant but if you're un- and unentertaining get the fuck
2: out <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind <laughs> of scared sitting in the
5: this chair okay? yeah, no. yeah you are in the location. victim chair yeah. Yeah. but uh, I can handle Paul Paul's nothing
2: and another one Paul's hey guys nothing. On a train journey about a while back, I decided that it would be a bit of fun to make a website before we got to where we were going. This is the result. It's called badgerfacts.wordpress.com. What? Uh, Since then, I've decided that I need to make Cards Against Humanity type game called Badgers Against Humans. Thinking about maybe a Kickstarter or something. Hope you enjoy my true facts about fake badgers. Also, you guys are awesome. Thank you for entertaining me. Lav. Um, I love it. So if you go to badgerfacts.wordpress.com, it, it is... Virus. Aside from that, you get... <laughs> you well, get, you I, get I wrote measles. down Let's some of the badger fact. facts. Here's some badger Here's facts. Here's some badger facts. After a badger dies, it remains sexually active for 12.5 hours.
3: Just like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't tested it yet.
2: <laughs> Although male badgers have learned to read, they can only read the screenplay notes from Terminator 2. <laughs> The female badger's penis is 16 inches long and the tip is made from naturally occurring aluminum.
4: Wow. (laughs) So, if
2: you want more, go find some badger (laughs) packs. Thank you, Lav.
6: Yeah, it's pretty good.
2: So, what geeky things you do this week, gents? Uh,
6: I went and saw Project Almanac on Friday. I got out of work early and I was like, I haven't been to a movie on a Friday in forever. so." So,
2: Almanac. Time yes. travel, as we discussed before, time travel yes.
4: is your time bag. Tra- time. Time, travel a is, time travel movie out. is so, my bag, baby. So,
2: uh, compared to other time travel movies you've seen...
6: Uh, it's similar to some... I don't...
2: No, as far as how yeah. much you like it compared to other travel oh, movies.
6: Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was an interesting take. Uh, it, it is... It's it's a found footage film, so I know that's going to turn a lot of people off right at the beginning. Because it is very POV. It's It's you know, you're looking at the footage through the eyes of the people that experienced it. Is that it. what so POV means? Yeah, point of view. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't know what that means. That's fine. Um, but, you know, it's not without its faults. I mean, the... That was the question I was going to ask you. How many time any, paradoxes
5: did, <laughs> did you rage at? <laughs>
6: uh, I didn't rage at the paradoxes because they, they actually handled that part of the time travel issue fairly well the thing that i had issue with is at the very beginning when they're you know trying to explain the science behind how they're building this this time travel machine it's like somebody read uh, a couple of science journals and then just cherry picked a few words that they thought they knew and then stitched them all together so typical movie science yeah it's mm. it it was it was hurting my brain because <laughs> I'm like, well, how are we going to achieve the cold fusion? Well, we need some hydrogen, and then, and then blah, blah blah, and I'm like, and then we have got to figure out how to do that. I'm like, no, just stop, just stop, just stop. If you're going to try to explain the science and you don't actually have a science advisor, just stop, glaze over it. You don't, you don't need to explain every little detail, especially when the way you're explaining it is completely incorrect.
3: Sorry, Bobby, I can't explain it. Well, let's turn on the MacGuffin.
5: Yeah. There you go. That's it. There you go.
2: Because we don't, we don't, we don't watch, unless you're watching Primer, you're not watching a time travel movie for its scientific background. Right. Primer's like the only example of that. From yeah. You just want to see paradoxes in action. That's yeah. what you want to see.
3: That wasn't a sequel to Primary Colors? It
2: was an odd sequel to Primary okay. Colors.
6: But uh yeah, I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable story and it's also an interesting take on it because all of the people involved are teenagers, and let's face it, teenagers don't make the best decisions because they're, you know, incapable. They're oh, still maturing. They're still learning not how, to, <laughs> how to make decisions. So, you know, sometimes when the the best decision is in front of you or the emotional decision is in front of you, they're going to choose the emotional decision, which, of course, leads to other, you know, Stuff faults, yeah. you know, Throughout the rest of the you film, basically I'm, described I'm, Hamlet. Yeah, You're, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how to describe it without giving away uh, portions of the film, um, in case you know our listeners want to actually go see it. But uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's as bad as some of the reviewers are saying it is. But what I have discovered over the years is that professional reviewers, if it's a found footage style film immediately switch off like as soon as the movie rolls they just shut down and they don't really give it a you know a decent chance to win them over so i seeing, find that
5: with most with uh, most movies and reviewers nowadays like live die and repeat or diet die, edge of tomorrow whatever it's edge called that's a good yep. one yeah got horrible reviews and,
6: yeah, and actually, Tori and it?
5: I were just
2: talking yes. about it. I just it. watched it a couple of days ago. It's, it's awesome. It's a great yes. movie.
3: It's awesome. Did you, did you, is it on Netflix now? Or it,
2: no, no. I,
6: it got its fair I'm share. I'm one of the few
2: people that still have discs for Netflix. It either got
5: horrible mm. reviews or really good reviews, depending it got, on what. Yeah.
6: It, 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 the, the people that gave it good reviews actually got past the name. Yeah. Right. And the, the biggest issue that I, you know, and, and Todd and I were talking about this uh, earlier this week, is that. There's no good name for this film. And I know we've actually talked about it on this this podcast yeah. before. There's no good name for this. There's nothing that's gonna draw you in and say, Oh, that's what this film is about. Call this of Duty is, Advanced Warfare. It's it's <laughs> one of those films you actually have to go see or you know, in in the case of now, rent or watch on Netflix and to be able to get because the title is not gonna tell you anything Title's about terrible.
1: the film. I have to tell you all something about time travel
6: Uh-oh. for a minute while we're doing homework.
0: Probably play Head kicker. Count me in. Hey, can we play too? I should say so. It's our game, isn't it? Hey, let's wash ourselves. Oh yeah, then we'll be nice and clean when we get to the future. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy.
3: Yeah, buddy. Yeah, ha, 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 buddy. Yeah, ha, What the fuck? Yeah, sure that's good. really where I'm at with this too. I'm not sure that's as well as you think it is. There okay. must be visuals <laughs> to make that funnier. <laughs>
2: He's watching his We're phone, going, watching Brad. this happen.
3: We right. With We're just phones. staring at him.
2: All right, all right, pull that away from the microphone already. Go. This are to the future. Oh, I wouldn't know that. Oh.
6: So you say. <laughs> okay. Hey, Hey, Paul, you know how you're always preaching show, don't tell? I got to tell you. <laughs> if you guys have never seen that
1: episode of the Brack Show... It's the best uh, time travel thing ever.
2: I agree. They want I to should, watch video games. Yeah, <laughs> should watch it. Yeah, you should <laughs> watch well, it. I
1: wanted. I wanted to play a little clip there to get everybody tantalized. Uh, <laughs> I think that more confused. confused oh, that's
2: more than tantalized. Yeah. I don't, I, well, You're
1: trying. Brack Show does both.
6: <laughs> I apologize for derailing your point there, but uh, no, that's uh. fine. He, he, it's, it happens.
1: You just talked uninterrupted for almost eight boring goddamn minutes. <laughs> Shut your dick. Boring to you. Boring to all. I, I was. I yeah yes. yes. Were you? Yes. yes.
5: We had a little discussion. You can't yes. kick
3: him up out. He lives here.
5: <laughs>
6: it's like show of hands. Who was I boring? Oh man. One. The, one out of five. The what? He, the
1: the listeners all flipping up their hands through the roofs of their cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: What did I do? Let's see. Started
1: watching Marco Polo. It's a
5: good show. Reminds me of Game of Thrones, but for the East. <laughs> That's what it is. That's all I'm going to say
2: on it. You got to okay. watch it. Yeah, it's a, you, you've given me a, a better description as to why I should yeah. watch oh, it. Then, it's not, it's Instead not of good? The tepid, just like, watch it. You should watch it. It's it's all
1: right. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, but I should watch it. But it's okay. <laughs> what, what's not great about it, though? What's, why do you hate um, it? It's a bit plotting. Takes a sweet damn time and um, not the greatest um, cast or eh, cast is okay. I guess the writing is what's really hurting it. Yeah. And they pull that. We're going to go in a big fight. Oh, we're coming home from the fight.
3: Okay. They don't I show s- the fucking fight,
1: which I get. You ain't got any money.
3: Fights are expensive. Yeah. But Game of Thrones gets away with it. They figured it out. That's what my lawyer out. said anyways. Who said money. it? That's what my lawyer said anyways. Hey, yo. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, it's all right. I, I like know. it. They, I like it. They still haven't gotten in the pool, so I can't really come down one way or the other. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I think things pick up when they get in the pool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's season three. So I, I think
3: I proved to can pretty much nerd out in any culture. I, I went up to the... Uh, Cowboy poetry gathering oh, in Elko. Oh yes. Yep. What
1: happened? You well, have
3: such an exciting life. Did you get Andy. that?
1: Jesus. Did you get that dick sucked?
3: Right. Uh, no. I, I did. I did have beer. I did have beer at a brothel, but uh, well, that
4: was her name. So it was beers. Yeah. Beer. I, I could have, but yeah. I'm, I'm cheap.
3: <laughs> That's why you can only afford beer. Save my money beer. The beer, honey, nah. beer. <laughs> How much beer you could so, co- drink for the cost of a blowjob in a brothel? <laughs> no, <laughs> how, I don't. How much is the cost of a blowjob in a brothel? More, I, I've, I've never actually done the price I think it's in the several <laughs> They have dollars. a menu?
6: I th- okay. Like a sex I menu? I think
2: you have to like negotiate
3: yes, price. you have to negotiate.
2: All right.
6: Price. So oh. every one oh. of oh, them is... Jeff's going to set a straight. I'll, I'll tell you because I've done a fair <laughs> amount of research on this. Oh, really? <laughs> Each girl is an independent contractor. They set their own prices.
0: Oh, my Lord. What's but happening? They also... <laughs>
6: They also will negotiate you. They'll barter with you if, you know, you have a certain
4: budget you have to work <laughs> Hello
5: there, miss. I would like a blue job. I'll give you this goat like, <laughs> And two
1: sacks of grain. <laughs> what say you?
3: I've got wood for sheep.
4: <laughs> hey, he, oh, said he, didn't, reference. he said he
6: didn't know. <laughs> I provided you with the information. What well, do you want from pre- me? No, I appreciate
3: it. There was a big sign behind the bar that said, oh, anal sex, so, you know. No anal sex. Yeah, <laughs> that was behind the bar. That it was, was like, behind the bar.
2: Well, so there's no maybe it was just just behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> the bartender's not into it. It's, this yes. is
3: Mona's problem. Uh, oh, Broadway. Mona, and, hates and it. apparently there is a country song about it. I looked it up. Uh, How's it It's a country song. Mona anal sex. It's, it's a guy uh, talking about how he wished he'd spent more time with a whore fifty years ago. Well, I went down <laughs> we go. to
1: Mona's. Because I need to and I'm going to. That's really not far off. Stick my wiener up inside a hooter. <laughs> uh, a hooter. And if you go to Mona's, you won't be disappointed. Because Mona's has a lot of whores to stick your dick
0: in.
1: Where yeah, do y'all. But don't you never forget, you can't stick your dick in your asses. If you go behind the bar, <laughs> they don't let that go down. No anal sex behind the bar, but everything else is <laughs> okay. <laughs> At Mona's,
3: where your dick goes in a whore. Okay, all right, not bad. It's it's pretty close to what the actual song was. (laughs) You know, it's better than most country songs I've heard lately. Uh, But no, uh, the thing is, it's a giant poetry gathering. Brought a tear to my eye. And I think a lot of the, the guys doing poetry actually have you know some cowboy credentials. But a lot of the people going to see it. Or what? Cowboy
5: credentials. They're, they're Hang a
3: black up from that tree. Like, what? <laughs> oh dear.
1: Slow down. Those aren't cowboy what credentials. A whole John different. Roven has really
3: rubbed up on you. <laughs> Lynching is not a cowboy condition.
1: <laughs> on, hold, hold the phone. Nobody calls that a cowboy credential. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a punishable felony. That's called murder.
3: There are no cowboys <laughs> in Alabama.
1: <laughs> not a cowboy credential. Right. That's a different place. Oh, God. Oh, no.
3: So, anyway. <laughs> All the people that were there to watch the poetry were essentially cosplaying cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Well. I mean, I mean, everybody is dressed like they're uh, a cowboy in a rodeo with their incredibly shiny outfits on and their their brightly colored shirts and their their hats. Everyone's wearing a cowboy hat. So and the actual cowboys came in in like suit and tie. The Actual cowboys <laughs> for were now they were dressed like very similar, but a little okay. dustier, a little you know, a little more
6: oomph, but. I mean, it definitely, would was up like with. going
3: to a con- like it was like going to a nerd convention, except it was cowboys.
6: All right, so three of us grew up in the Midwest. huh How many in your own hometowns? People dressed up like cowboys on a daily basis, but did not live or work on a farm. Um, <laughs> there were a few. Uh, a few about half and half. In my high yeah, school, there were a few. I was going to say because Wichita, half. there was a lot.
1: But we had a lot of people working on farms too. Yeah, we,
6: we had a lot of FAA. I mean, Future farmers say, of America, like actual farmers, are kind of dressed how Paul is F- dressed F- right F- now, with the, yep, the baseball right. cap and usually some kind of a comfortable clothing and jeans, uh, mm-hmm. like shirt and jeans. A lot of times, it's yeah. Scrannel, but, erase the transformers off of them and yeah. You are Kentucky. Yeah, yeah I dress
1: like I'm from. Kentucky but I mean, like like all the
6: people that I knew in my home, in, you know, the town that I grew up. That worked on farms, dressed like that. Nobody dressed with the big cowboy hat. Nobody yep. had the, you know, the button-up flannel well, shirts and the big, belt, bu- big yeah. belt buckles. <laughs> yeah. It's like all that, they're cattillion. going out to dinner. That's they're going yeah. out to that's, dinner right that's, there. That's Cracker
1: Barrel dress dress
2: uniform. Right <laughs> it's <laughs> like the people Cracker you see in the
6: rodeos. Those <laughs> are <Cracker Barrel. laughs> Those are not the average, quote unquote cowboy in uh, the and Midwest. If you, got
3: a, if you got a cowboy, these, I mean, the the hats like makes sense. I mean, the, the the big hats make sense. you are riding the range. Not sure. a lot of them actually riding the range. A lot of them are riding pickup trucks now. Yeah. So the baseball cap makes a lot more sense because you can't lean your head back against the brim of the hat. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it was just, it was cool though. It was uh, definitely, oh. Elko's worth a trip. So what,
2: that lasted a day?
3: Uh, it, yeah. I was there the there a day. It was, all, it was all week. It ran from Monday
6: through a Sunday. Week. Yeah. So a week So cowboy poetry. So you spent a day of travel up, and a day of <laughs> one day there, and then a day travel back? Yep. Wow. were you
3: struck by any of the poems yeah actually there was a really great one a guy came up who is a local um and uh he came up and said you know uh as i was signing up for my he's to, to, like an open mic thing he's like i was, like, was like you know anything goes poetry thing because i was uh, signing up today I, I accidentally spilled my coffee and he starts telling us i spilled the coffee i went a mess and i realized about 30 seconds into it that it was in meter he, was, he had written a poem about spilling the coffee that he'd just done that day, like an hour oh, ago. That was kind of I mean, cool. It was, it was pretty impressive. And then he went into another poem about uh, uh, being from Nevada and trying to explain to all of his friends that uh, that, that you know Nevada wasn't Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, having somebody come to visit him and checking the weather in Las Vegas and not bringing their winter coat and alcohol in the winter. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's cold up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a really good poem. I mean, it was funny because... You know, there's some straight out dissing to Vegas, and he'd met me earlier, and so he knew I was from Vegas. So when he got to the first line to just about Vegas, it was, it looked at me. I was, you know, sir, sorry, your <laughs> eyes, <laughs> eyes locked. Lines, you squinted, lines making fun of Californians. sorry, all Californians. Yeah, but it, was, it, was, it was the ni- nicest people you could ever meet in the world there. Actually, so kind of sounds like nice. fun. Vegas is easy to make fun of. Friggin' yep. best pork chopper i had in my life up there. Really? No oh, way. Yeah? Insane pork chopper. I don't think I'm gonna have pork chops again now. What did it do? It was just did suck was, your whoa, dicks. Wait a yeah. second. Where no, going it, with that? it was, was, was monos pork chop <laughs> whorehouse. Oh <laughs> man, fuck these chops. It's not going to get any worse. It's not going to get better. Take it right what it's good in that him. chop. <laughs> Slide it, was, it in. It was bone in, huh? Oh,
0: <laughs> bone in pork chops. <laughs>
3: monos, <laughs> bone and cook to perfection. <laughs> uh, that's what
1: she said at mona's and did you put a, applesauce on it for lubrication <laughs> <laughs> raspberry, there
5: was, strawberry flavored applesauce
3: <laughs> there's a basque restaurant up there that was so busy basque restaurant yeah. oh basque. Yeah. basque food yeah the basque culture right yeah but mm-hmm. uh, describe the basques uh like Almost like Spanish cowboys, but more like Spanish yeah. sheep boys, I guess.
4: Uh, Out of northern yeah. Spain, right? If yeah, and
3: then they they settled a lot of a lot of uh, northern Nevada. Some wild dudes. But uh, there's about there. one of the hookers told me that there used <laughs> to be four Basque restaurants, and there's now there's only really two, and one's not really so much a Basque restaurant as a restaurant it has a couple of
6: Basque dishes.
1: How did she t- tell you all that with her mouth full?
6: That's yeah, amazing, <laughs> isn't it?
1: What a cunning linguist. <laughs>
6: Maybe what? she but, uh, was communicating with her eyes. I,
3: <laughs> have, I have to go back, if nothing else, to try something called pecan punch, which apparently what the is, is so that?
2: Is that on the uh, as a drink whorehouse yeah, menu. Apparently,
3: it's real. Oh. No, it's, it's a it's in the Basque restaurant, but apparently, it's uh, it's an amazing, wonderful drink that will <laughs> kill you, it's super strong, <clears throat> and uh, but but it, but sneaks up on you. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh. my the kind, best of drink. kind the best kind. Isn't
2: right it some place in northern Nevada that has the toe shot? What? Oh,
3: yeah. Where is that? Uh, oh god you're right there is a
2: dead person's human toe that they keep behind the bar and it's pickled it's pickled and when you do the toe shot that toe is put into the shot as well so you drink it your lips against it you don't swallow it you don't put the toe in your mouth but your lips basically touch the toe when you drink and then you give the toe back they re pickle it and toe shot (laughs) it's like kissing the blarney stone
4: okay yeah that's was stone booze. shot. Well, at <laughs> least shot.
2: well, at least with the toe, you get uh, the alcohol. You know, yeah, make it a little more healthy than the blarney stone.
3: But still, You yeah. don't wash that blarney stone after. Is the
1: nail still on it?
6: I don't know. <laughs> it have to be out with that. I don't know. I don't no. know. I would imagine that fell off a long time ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, somebody has swallowed that toe because they didn't get the note that they weren't supposed to. You know, throw it all back. Oh, how'd they get it out? Uh, they, I don't remember how that oh, thing works out. Oh, I think they had oh. to get another toe, they had to get a second toe. Oh man! <laughs>
3: oh. That was a second toe. <laughs> Back into the left.
4: News you don't give a
3: shit about. I'm sick now.
2: You should be.
1: Kiss the toe.
4: Uh,
2: well, I just want to throw out there. Uh, kind of sad, but had a kind of. Somewhat happy addendum. Today is the da- last day the Joystick.com. Uh, it was a broadcasting that is a news site that has been really good about putting out video game news. Really deep stuff that... One of the first. Deep, deep nerd. Uh, AOL ended up... To, they're the ones that owned it. Decided to terminate it. Uh, but just before we started the show tonight, uh, Jeff let me know that Engadget has kind of picked it up.
6: So their coverage will continue on Engadget now. So To be Good. fair, Engadget is part of the AOL media conglomerate, so okay. it, it would make sense that they would pick it up. But so they
2: don't have their own website, and it's on Engadget slash games now, I guess. <sighs> it's like called Joystick X. So Yeah, Joystick so sad, X, Engadget. Kind of a happy ending. Uh, news yeah. you don't give a shit about... Um, It's funny, this one actually, I started writing it out as like regular news, but as I read it, I'm like, nope, this this belongs in a whole other category. USA Network has put a 10-episode order for Colony, a new alien invasion drama, uh, straight from the mind of Lost's Carlton Coos. Fuck. The upcoming sci-fi series stars Lost's Josh Holloway. He'll star alongside The Walking Dead's Sarah Wayne Callis. Coos will pen and executive produce the series along with Ryan Condal, who wrote the screenplay for night for twenty mildly entertaining according to this, Hercules, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> according to this <laughs> Oh boy. Sorry. I forgot that
3: existed. Wow. No, it's- yeah.
2: Uh, Colony will be part of the USA's 2015 lineup. Here's how the network describes the series. Colony centers on a family torn by opposing forces and making difficult decisions as they balance staying together with surviving the struggle of the human race. Set in the near future, the story takes place in Los Angeles, which exists in a state of occupation by a force of outside intruders. Some people choose to collaborate with the authorities and benefit from the new order, while others rebel and suffer the consequences. Uh, So what are your thoughts on this new version of V?
5: You're shaking your head over there. Yeah. So, like, Smoke Monster, uh, what else? Let's see. Burn it down. I um, just can't
1: wait for it to just burn right down. Because everything involved in Kuz, this. Kong Kuz deserves nothing but abject failure <laughs> have, in everything he attempts the rest of his life for lost, if nothing else. I have no
6: problem thought, with that guy. I, I thought that was your opinion of Damon Lindelof. Both of them. Oh, okay. Both of them. can.
1: All of them. Anyone associated with that show can rot.
2: I, I like how, how your vitriol for the show has actually grown over time. It's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. it's
3: I have no problem worse. with several elements of the of the concept, but yeah, it sounds like it's not going to come together well. Mm. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of room for shows that are like V. I mean, I think, I think the whole is you know, since science fiction is one of the ways we talk about stuff we're afraid to talk about, it's a great way to talk about immigration and, and certainly uh, invasion and well, yeah, other I mean, stuff is going on all the time. But Star
6: Trek was doing that nearly 50 right, years ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just don't feel the screenwriter for Hercules is the guy to no, make yeah, no. those uh, no. allegories.
6: Uh, news you don't give a shit about, uh,
2: the Electronic Frontier Foundation, this is the uh, the group that is kind of a watchdog for uh, extravagant patents and patent right. abuse, uh, has named U.S. Patents 8,529,350 January's Stupid Patent of the Month. Oh, no. Uh, earlier this month, White Knuckle, this is the patent holder, sued Electronic Arts over the patent which relates to, quote, Remotely updating a sports video game based on real-world events, unquote. That's the patent. The company says that several of EA's sports titles, including Tiger Woods PGA Tour, its NCAA titles, infringe on the patent. Uh, The EFF explains why this patent should never have been awarded, as if it's not obvious. Uh, What does White Knuckle claim to have invented? The patent covers a computer configured to, quote, provide a sports video game with, quote, parameters that can be updated over the internet. Of course, White Knuckle didn't actually invent computers, sports video games, or the internet. Didn't invent updating software from a server. That practice existed many years before it filed the application in 2002. No matter, it was enough for the patent office that White Knuckle suggested applying these already banal technologies to specific content. This is insane. You couldn't consider a car that can drive in San Francisco to be a different invention from a car that can drive in Los Angeles. It's just a car but the Patent Office lets applicants draw technology-irrelevant distinctions like this all the time. In essence, White Knuckles Patent is just a claim to, to remotely updating software. Nothing technically special about updating a video game. At least, no such problems were discussed and solved by this patent. If you want to read more, it's on EFF's website. Uh, the rights group would like to see patent laws in the U.S. reform so that vague patents would no longer be granted to anyone. Ugh. Or at the very least, at least those awarded patents have to actually make something that utilizes it before they can sue someone else.
6: I don't... Ugh, it's just driving me so crazy. As a technophile, I see these things all the time. And in some cases, people patent things that are already out in the zeitgeist years after.
2: True, sure. there well, well, like and, the podcast patent that's yeah.
6: being fought right now. And, and the sad thing is that these patents have to go through the court system and then some judge somewhere will either determine whether it's a valid patent or an invalid patent. you know and and a lot of times it comes down to this whole notion of what they call prior art, which means that there has been some instance description or uh, likeness of this thing occurring in the past. So I mean, a perfect example was tablet computers. okay years ago, tablet computers, um, a few patents were invalidated because of this notion of prior art. Well, guess which they pointed to as the uh, quote-unquote prior art for... Uh, oh, oh, do tell. Star Trek.
2: Oh, there Really?
6: You yes. Really? <laughs> it means that somebody had developed an idea years before this person applied for a patent, which meant that it was not that person that applied for the patent's original idea. And the reason they show this is that if you even go back as far as the original series, they have those, those data pads that has information on it. It's an electronic device that distributes d- I- uh, information and is an interactive device, even always going, even going far, uh, forward to Star Trek The Next Generation. So that's gonna, just an example. I'm going to
3: flip back on the other side of the coin here then. Uh, it's one thing to come up with the idea for that, and it's quite another thing to actually make something that
6: works. Yeah, ex- well, that's exactly why these patents are are getting fought in court so often late, uh, lately. Is because somebody patents the idea, but not the process for implementing that idea. Now, if there is a specific set of processes that take that idea and implement it through technology or software, that's one thing. Yes they have every right to file that patent but there's no this is
2: a data pad
6: yes <laughs> a lot of times what it is is like this is a picture you'll, of a data you'll pad- get a patent please somebody yeah. will get a patent uh, the one that I, I remember most recently was a uh, process by which data is entered through haptic feedback or, or, or rather through uh, tactile feedback ie you touch something and it makes something happen on the computer but that- not with a specific set of hardware and or software implementations for how this happens like you touch this you know a capacitive uh, resistor takes that input translates it through software in a specific set of processes to make that happen
3: I think we've gone over this a thousand times. I'm sure we have. The laws are mired up in the fact that well, the laws are, made, and laws are made and enforced by old people who don't, don't understand the technology.
6: Well, that, that is a huge problem. The Patent Office yep. does pretty much rubber stamp most patents that are filed. Do, they, and, and do you think
2: they do that in order just to make it go? So this is now the court's problem.
6: I don't think that's entirely the problem. I think the biggest part of the problem is they're on like a 10-year backlog with the number of patents that they're inundated with, and they don't have they're understaffed. a staff. Well, yeah, yes, they're completely understaffed. Okay. But they don't have a legal staff as well as a physical amount of people to go through all of these patents and say, okay, this is just, this is a, a completely ridiculous patent. This should not be granted. And then mark it as... Uh, they've just got so
2: much to do and only so much time yeah. to do it so they let too much get through
6: yeah. yeah and instead of saying okay this one needs to be reviewed further put it sure. in the further review pile and then the, okay this one this person has a specific set of uh ways that this is uh you know this idea is implemented okay let's let's stamp this one as temporary you know provisionally approved and then moving on they sure. just they don't have that and then also you do have what Andy was saying you have people that are You know, not familiar with technology and how technology works that are approving these patents. And I think another part is what you just said, Torgo, that there are people that think, well, somebody out there knows exactly how this is and how this works. So let's leave it up to the courts to validate or invalidate this patent. That reminds so me so that old... gets
2: fixed. We're going to get a new one of these every month, apparently, because uh, EFN's oh, yeah. really really kind of watchdog in this.
5: That reminds me of an old patent fight. you think they would have learned their lesson. 60, 70 years ago, Shockley Labs versus um, Texas Instrument for the uh, resistor. Yep. Tra- uh, sorry, transistor. Transistor. Yep. Yeah. One was stamped like modern-day microprocessors right. out of Shockley Labs, and the other one is painstakingly gold wiring like woven through a chip. Yep. This does exa- essentially the same thing. Who came up with it first? They release them both at the same time, both the same product, and they fight in the courts over it. It's so stupid.
6: Well, they're the same product, but they have two different yeah processes. Those are actual objects, both. Of those. So they it could the both difference. be patented because they're two different processes. It's time for
2: Weekend Geek. Hey, the folks at Nerdist are reporting some details from a casting call that reveals which DC characters will be featured in the live-action TV show The Titans. That's based on the Teen Titans uh, property. The ensemble is led by Dick Grayson, aka Robin slash Nightwing. Uh, the show picks up with Dick leaving Batman's shadow to strike out on his own as a detective in Boston, which throws some nods to Chuck Dixon's Nightwing solo comic from the 1990s. Along with Grayson, this adaptation of the Teen Titans is throwing in a Gotham connection Barbara Gordon a.k.a. the former Batgirl. The series will pick up with Barbara after she's been injured and is using a wheelchair, a milestone in the comics that led to her becoming Oracle. And we could get some nods to the classic romantic history between Nightwing and Batgirl from the comics. Uh, Next up, Hawk and Dove, a DC duo that has long been associated with the Teen Titans in comic form. This will apparently be the post-Crisis on Infinite Earths version with Hank Hall and Don Granger. These characters will apparently see the biggest departure from their comic book look. And last, (laughs) they are pretty goof.
3: Wait, what are we saying? I haven't seen Hawk and Dove in years. What are they? It's really
1: hard to make Hawk and Dove look legit on TV in their regular costumes. Those those are pretty goofy looking
2: costumes.
4: It's
3: just, you
1: know, X Men type thing.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much white and red and blue. Yeah, they look weird. Yeah. They look great on Justice League,
1: but. (laughs)
2: Yeah. This, again, this is a real. This is a live-action show. So, right. <clears throat> and last, Raven and Starfire, who are both apparently introduced late in the pirate script, uh, in the comics, Raven actually helps found the Teen Titans to battle her father, and here she'll have a.
1: So, Hawk and Dove are going to be on the Teen Titans.
2: Yes, and here she'll have um. teleportation powers as well as empathetic abilities. Uh, no word on how exactly they'll translate Starfire to the big screen, but sounds like uh, she'll make a. Uh, The final corner of the Dick Barbara Love Triangle. And
1: this is going to be just a movie. Uh, I think it's a series. It's a live action TV show. Oh, yeah. That's not no cyborg and and no other word on other
2: characters. Cyborg notably missing. Yeah. So, but that's the casting sheet as of right now for the pilot. No
1: Beast Boy. Beast Boy would be really. He'd just be all CG.
2: Yeah. Yeah. On a TV show, I can see that being an issue. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And cyborg would have to be a lot of CG too. Beast Boy's a hard sell for people that aren't reading comics too, mm-hmm.
2: but
1: you know we just got to watch the Teen Titans. I hope, uh, I hope they get Puffy on me, and me to do the soundtrack. That's all I got to say.
2: Oh
3: well. Yeah, Teen Titans.
2: That's the, <laughs> that's the new Fifty Two, and uh, okay. uh, still not... unknown if this is going to enter in the.
6: Larger universe that they've started creating. Right. Arrow, Flash.
3: It's, those aren't that different from the original. Steve Ditko.
1: Yeah, I uh, haven't seen their new Fifty Two look.
6: Uh, I can show you here in a second. But That's I mean, like it's it's hawk and dove. It's it's just a little bit more modernized. It's less flashy, even though it still has those those bright colors. Yeah. I mean, it's well, you know, me like North it's they, still the traditional they, uh, they white of, and blue. A,
2: a, aside from the gray, they it's really kind of look like hawk and dove. I know, pretty close, right, exactly. yeah.
6: yeah. So it's it's it just, it'd be really hard to make into a it yeah is good looking it's costume. not something that you can I mean you look at the classic and it's just like really really outlandish yeah
2: but overall superhero costumes yeah.
6: and the page just oh, don't sure. translate no they don't um,
2: especially the bright the more bright colors you have
4: right
6: I think they've done an excellent job like the Flash I honestly when they talked about that show coming out I didn't know how they were going to make that outfit not look dumb. But uh, it actually does fairly well on the series. It's it's kind of a muted red. It's not quite that bright red that you see in the comics. Um
2: It was kind of goof in the nineties T V
6: show. Yeah, oh gosh, that I oh. it's
2: like a muscle suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like it's the, like the kind you can buy for a hundred dollars at the costume shop.
1: It's like a faky muscle suit. Yeah, big pads and they just painted it. <laughs>
6: Yeah. So. Oh, no, Barry Allen. <laughs> there was but a... uh, yeah, it works well on the on the current series. So I mean, it, hopefully they find a good costumer that can say, "All right, here's a color scheme I need to work with." You know, how do I make this look not cheesy on television? Oh, I'm television sure. I'm sure lighting. the
3: designs are already ready to go.
6: Probably. Maybe
2: the casting? They already got costume
3: designs. Does you remember a comic called Doctor Zero? No. Can I can't remember who did it. It was it was it was a limited edition thing it was like one of those uh it was one of those sub-universe things one of the I think it was like something Marvel did where they had a like, like a new universe kind of thing well no it was like where they had like a a, a little thing where there were five or six titles that weren't related that weren't related to the rest of the universe um but I remember he, they went through his costume stuff and he' what he'd done he was he wasn't particularly a hero he was sort of acting as a hero but one of the things he did was had his costume designed by a sportswear designer and that's one of the ways i think that a lot of superhero costumes would turn out to be a sort of like skiing costumes would look like that that's where the bright colors would come in that right? yeah. Okay. yeah here
6: we go dr zero um
3: it was it was drawn it was drawn by bill Senkovich, that's why i remember it. okay i love sinkovich's work
6: well, it's like not bringing up the info on oh here we go History of character is unknown. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Powers. Powers. Extended lifespan. Flight. The ability to rearrange matter on at least a cellular level. Has been shown to alter his own cells and those of others, including ridding himself and others of diseases. Fire explosive blasts from his hands and near complete invulnerability.
2: (laughs) Superman with matter control. Okay.
6: Weakness. The armor of St. George is said to be the only thing capable of killing him. The
2: armor of St. George.
6: A nuclear weapon only weakened him.
2: <laughs> okay.
6: But, uh, yeah, it doesn't... Uh, yeah, he's got quite the interesting uh, costume. This might have been, that, might been just, the same uh, universe I had the pit in. Very it, Superman-y. It's like Thor. Explosion, at least. Uh, yeah, well, with, yeah, it's got, like, the extended shoulder pads. Yeah, it does kind of look like Thor.
3: Yeah, anyways, the point of bringing up that character was that the idea of of, uh, of skiing outfits and sportswear designs being... Uh, Something that like, superheroes would tie out, would, would bounce off of, to make their costumes. Sure. Oh,
6: there's a different... Like thing a
3: unitard right? or something. Yeah.
2: yeah. Passengers. The script by John Spates first caught the attention of Hollywood when it landed in the 2007 Blacklist, the annual survey of the best unproduced scripts circulating around the industry. Now two years short of a decade later, Deadline reports the film is moving forward under Sony Pictures with Morton Tilden, who is currently nominated for an Oscar in The Imitation Game, Hired to direct, Spate's screenplay takes place aboard a spaceship that is transporting frozen human colonists to a far-flung planet on a trip that will take several hundred years. When one of the passengers is mysteriously awakened ninety years before the craft reaches its destination, he decides to wake up a second passenger rather than face the decades ahead. Decades ahead on his own. Uh, although he's worked on things like 2011's the darkest hour, a reboot of the mummy, and a yet to be realized remake of the black hole, spate's most high profile project so far has been Ridley Scott's Prometheus. Prometheus. His original draft of the script was called Alien Engineers before Damon Lindelof came aboard and rewrote it extensively. You can find the Alien Engineer's script online if you look for it. Folks in the know say it's better than the version we ended up seeing. No shit.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Spades is
2: now working on Doctor Strange for director Scott Derrickson and Marvel Studios with the film scheduled to start shooting this spring. I think that sounds like a fun possible concept. I like the idea of the early wakener and And basically because you're lonely, decide to wake somebody else up and decide their fate. Yeah. Yep,
6: that's oh, there's so many stories to be told there. Yeah, that's absolutely. I, I'm actually really intrigued by that idea. I wake
1: up somebody else. I wake up somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And there's a party. Be,
6: every season
3: will be like, who <laughs> oh, this is this up next. <laughs> this, <season? laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> Who's going <laughs> to get woken, woken up, up uh, next week? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there was a Harlan Ellison um, pilot called the Star Lost. There was a um, it starts off on a little Amish village and and. It turns out that it's uh, it's a whole it's a whole colony ship, and every little dome is its own little world, and the people outside Amish don't... colonists. It, well, they and man, they have, and you they know have... what? Voyager stole that shit. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> they did. Yeah,
1: that's exactly the start of it. Caretaker.
3: Yeah. Man,
1: fuck, man, fuck them, <laughs> fuck Voyager, <laughs> fuck that shit, <laughs> thieving ass Voyager, thieving ass Star Trek. stealing Harlan Ellison yeah. shit <laughs> yeah. for
0: sixty years. It's <laughs> so true, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
6: The, <laughs> the prim- don't be so bitter, Chicote.
0: <laughs> who's
1: who's running this place? What do you mean, by... <laughs> Chicote?
3: Your gen- you're your my gen- right. Oh yeah. You've heard his gen- <laughs> before, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr. Paris.
1: Uh, uh, my pussy hole. Oh no, <laughs> Mr. Paris. I don't understand. What's going on, Mr. Neelix
0: Oh, (laughs) Captain, (laughs) I have a great idea for a
1: way for me to be even more of a butt-faced
0: tard shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is that his actual title? I don't (laughs) get nearly enough screen time on the Voyager ship. I say we
1: pipe me into every quarters. So everybody goes, oh, here comes old butt-faced tard shit again. (laughs) I can't wait for Mr. Neelix and his inane garbage shit mouth to talk garbage and shit. God, I hate that character, and I hate that fucking show. Yep. What a waste of seven seasons of television! Absolute waste. There's never a good episode of that show. So the star never, lost. except oh. <laughs> wasn't it the a year in star hell? Trek? But that's because there's no Voyager characters in that part. <laughs> wasn't Voyager the only
5: Star Trek to actually make it up the list on like the number one TV shows type thing like that list?
2: What it depends what list you're talking about?
6: Are you talking about like ratings like Made the Nielsen? My, there you go, Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It actually, yeah, it did.
0: I did,
1: Dude, don't come at me defending shows. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. i just... The American public.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's more worried <laughs> about the Canadian public. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah. So the, oh, premise, of, the premise of the Star Wars would have been that uh, there was all these little subcultures on this ship that had no idea the other ones existed because they were all in little self-contained domes, and they'd been born and raised there and just believed the world was, was a two-mile dome. Um, did you watch Rest of Rick and Morty yet? <laughs> nope. It's a
1: really great uh, simulation thing You're Rick and Morty that same kind Wars of thing. interesting enough. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> yeah. a, it's, it just made me think of an episode of Rick and Morty, that's all. They they borrow heavily from all the sci-fi tropes, but they put a really wonderful spin on what all are you looking at? I'm trying oh, to remember if Rick that's Morty? my
2: Rick and Morty's up on that shelf cuz I'm Yeah, it's right yeah, there. Cuz the reason I, I had
3: it like on my table so I could not forget it was there you get it and down. I moved it. Right. <laughs> I forgot it was there. watch that shit right now. But yeah, they they would have been going from from little world to world, trying to convince people that they were on a ship, and trying to fix a ship which was something was wrong with the uh, guidance, and it was being driven towards the sun. So they had like a ticking bomb through the whole show where they had to.
0: That's exactly, that's
3: exactly <laughs> what
0: Voyager was. <laughs> the caretaker. It's exactly what it was.
6: Um, would you like me to read the how? They're, that they're, sh-
0: that, that the ship was gonna die explode. It's going into a sun.
6: Which ship are you talking about? The
1: ship that the caretaker was in.
6: No, 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 no. Caretaker, the ca- he was dying. The ca- right. caretaker was dying. He put, he brought people from across the galaxy to this planet to see if he could save the. Uh, uh, what's but her name? It wasn't a planet. Kess's, it was a self Kess's race. Yeah, but, that were underground.
1: Yeah, but it was all in a contained kind of spaceshipy type planet. That was going to fly into the sun if the caretaker wasn't there to take care of it.
6: No, 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 no. no, no.
5: It, he, was, he was, like, collapsing the entrance to their place from the uh, Kazon or whatever those guys yeah. were.
6: Yeah, the Kazon lived on the surface, and then, yeah. The, they're always oh, trying yeah. to get yeah,
5: They're always trying. You know,
3: the, God, the, uh, yeah, the guys with so, the turbans. Man, that was the
1: worst <laughs> fucking Kazon. I hate that show so much.
3: I see that. And <laughs> Delaney the Star Wars, you can read it and be angry every other page. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's good.
2: Yeah, I like, I like the story yeah. that you're telling over here. Yeah. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin has been selling fiction since 1970, way before A Song of Fire and Ice. Uh, German director Konstantin Werner is preparing a film called In the Lost Lands, an adaptation of three of Martin's short stories for which Werner is also written the screenplay. Wait, Pre- Martin's short stories?
6: Martin's... Short Short stories.
3: stories. Okay, sorry.
6: (laughs) I heard the same thing, too. thank Thank you. you.
2: Thanks for clearing that up. A production (laughs) is close to landing Mila Jojovic in the lead role. Ah, fuck. I hate her. At least the same (laughs) reaction. (laughs) Justin Chatwin from 2005 War of the Worlds has already signed up.
3: I myself would love to see Mila Jojovic uh, doing Martin short stories.
1: (laughs) 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 Hey, look, look. It's a mail plane. How can you tell? see its little balls
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the british sci-fi anthology black mirror only recently became a breakout hit in the states after it showed up it? on it's netflix awesome. black mirror is amazing uh, now a u.s adaptation is in the works oh, God.
1: what's like wrong
0: it? with people,
1: <laughs>
2: God, <laughs> people say, uh,
1: americans seriously won't even watch accented television well the problem the reason How the hell? reason
3: a lot of British stuff gets remade into American stuff is because all the British series are six
6: episodes long <laughs> well that's part of it. And the other part is that there's a, the British uh, production companies also have a lot of stake in like American production companies now so a lot of times they have uh, you know it's simply like oh we did the series over here so since you know you're already part of our company, here, take this and develop it into a, you know, a U.S. version. Oh, All right. so to to and
2: and shit. also, going back to the stupidity of the general American public, most people don't realize they are watching a translated show.
6: Yeah. yeah. They, they say, for oh, a it's remake. a new
2: show or yeah. a remake. Like The Office, how many people realize that's a right. remake? Oh, for
3: sure. And the British Office is six episodes long.
6: The American Office is six years long. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. and probably the, what they hope for every one of these. And the British yeah. version of The Office, I actually enjoyed that. I, I could never get into the U.S. version. I just didn't find it amusing. Everybody's always telling me like, oh, my God, it's so funny. You got to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I've enjoyed what I've seen of it. But <sighs> Yeah, I just and, and it's not like the cast is bad. I like all of the cast mm-hmm. on the U.S. office in the other things they've done. I just for some reason, as an ensemble piece, it just doesn't. No, let, work let me for let me. me let me ask you this. Have sure. you
2: worked in that cubicle office environment? I have not. Okay, maybe that's it, because I've worked as a temp in Chicago sure. and other places, and I've worked in various mm-hmm. cubicle environments, and boy, that's probably what struck me better than it did Well, you. that's part of it, too. It's, it's so many people live that horrible yeah. life. I've, did, I've done it, too. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It is
4: a.
1: I I myself worked in a carpeted
6: box. And, uh, yeah, I got box. I get a lot On the same token, though, I love office space. And I never worked in a cubicle yeah, but environment. Yeah, Office and
2: Space is a very truncated down and extremely stylized version, too, of that kind of sure. Idea.
6: But, you know, several people that I've talked to that have worked in cubicles said that Office Space is... The philosophy is there, yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Everything there is stuff that happens. I mean, it's surely exaggerated on the screen in some much. cases, but... <laughs> Sometimes not so much. So the
2: studio behind the uh, translated Black Mirror series, Endermall Shine North America, has revealed the development is underway to bring a native version of the super smart near future show to a U.S. US network. Uh, The U.K. original airs on Channel 4, and Netflix has the U.S. rights for the British version. The Twilight Zone-esque series is full of freaky near future tales about how technology affects and sometimes ruins our lives. Also of note, Stephen King is a fan and, I didn't know this, Robert Downey Jr. likes the original series so much, he optioned the episode, The Entire History of You, to develop as a feature film.
6: Oh, nice. Wow, oh, Cool. Sweet.
2: So, yeah, if you have not seen Black Mirror, that, that's, that that's, could that's,
3: easily be a feature film. Is that yeah. one, is Black Mirror on Netflix? Is that one ones is. they made to the cut? Yeah. And and they're really it, short. It, it I think it's like it. six and four. It's two, three hours. No no, 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 I'm saying the, when, they, when they, they pulled out a lot of the British stuff this week, last weekend. I think that's still yeah on there. the BBC yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. I it's, think it's on, on yeah is it good yeah they didn't pull out as much
6: as we were being told was going to get yeah pulled they, out. the
3: only thing that I ended up missing was a series that started watching with Frankie called uh, the Miss Fisher Miss the Miss Fisher Mysteries which was actually pretty fun okay.
5: let me ask you this of
3: the U S <laughs> remake
0: who did it Miss Fisher <laughs> well let me stick my nose in it and find <laughs> oh, out no. mm, smells fishy to me. <laughs> Mm, I'm going to say it's a lady. Oh, I'm going to say it's a lady who did it. I stake my claim on it. Yep, Miss Fisher's nose knows. Mm, I'm going to say she's three days off her menses.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that.
0: So mm,
6: let's see. Hmm. I'm surprised mm. he didn't go like with a Cosby Mysteries, Mystery Mysteries, Mysteries <laughs> crossover.
0: It was me. That was the cause the whole time. <laughs> That's
3: well, a combination of
4: all mm-hmm. <laughs> No, Cosby's a vampire now.
3: It, it helps you as Australian too, so they'll throw even further.
0: All right, let's <laughs> see. Who was
4: it?
3: Oh, that's completely
5: so different. Did you redo? Yeah. <laughs> did you redo? i got
0: to find out who did the crime. There we go. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. A little more if New Zealand Miss than is, Australian there. If old Miss Fish's nose really? knows. knows. Mm-hmm.
2: It really I'd is. i would
0: say she's three days off of NC's. It
2: really is Australian with a southern <laughs> accent.
0: Let's see.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he's, you know, Kentucky.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: That's Looking it, without, the a deal. No, without a deal, without a deal, I say, this is who it you. is, this is who, we, you're the one, you're guilty, <laughs> put a shrimp on the barbie, <laughs> case solved. Hand me that cane tone. Another one solved by old Miss Fisher.
6: Oh, you're very clever, Miss Fisher, <laughs> perhaps... Too clever.
0: Oh, no. You've got the drop on me with a gun. <laughs> My nose can smell the gun, but I can't do anything about it.
5: <laughs> Let me jump in the kangaroo. And get away,
4: Carl. <laughs>
0: quickly. Quickly, Joey. Come on. <laughs> Let me jump in your pouch and run away. I jumped in your pooch and we ran away <laughs> to the forest. it's it's getting frighteningly high. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Theme music could be a
4: didgeridoo. Quick, <laughs> quick, jump in the pooch and <laughs>
6: run away. <laughs> 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 there you go. Wow, 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 wow,
0: wow, 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 and here's a new mystery.
5: Oh, Crocker, Steve Irwin here. And there's Miss Fisher. I'm going to sneak look
0: up you on it. Look out. <laughs> it's Crocodile Hunter. It's
5: Crocodile You're going to sneak up on it and stick no. my thumb up its bow. Crocodile
6: Hunter, be careful. There's a stingray near you. You're it's getting
2: <laughs> so frighteningly close to Yolandi Vassar from Diane's Word right now.
6: I was going to say, he's, <laughs> he's veering
3: dangerously it's a into... It's Crocodile uh, I'm imagining mice. I'm imagining Look
6: the Australian it. tail. Dangerously into like an Australian, New Zealand <laughs> Tiffany yeah, Lemon Squares.
4: Right.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Special gister, Miss Fisher, you Lundy <laughs> Keep it real, Miss Fisher. Boom, ba Miss Fisher. woo boom, 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 yeah. Clap, clap, clue. Keep it.
2: <laughs> All right, I'm moving on.
0: Keep it ziff. <laughs> keep it ziff <laughs> The
2: CW has ordered a, <laughs> a Tales from the Dark Side pilot from Joe Hill, who is behind Horns and Heart-Shaped Box, uh, two great novels, to be produced by Alex Kurtman, Roberto Orsi, Heather Caden, <laughs> Mitch Galen. I
1: watched an episode of that, Miss Fisher's Mysteries.
2: And Jerry Colin. The mid-80s horror anthology. I not get to completion. The All over your crumpets.
5: <laughs> All over the crumpets. Uh!
2: The mid-80s horror anthology series was originally produced by George Romero, featured episodes written and or directed by Tom Savini, Jodie Foster, uh, Bob Balaban, Stephen King, Clive Barker, and so many others. Other pilots ordered by the CW yesterday includes uh, Corden, an outbreak series based on a Belgian show from Julie Plec behind Vampire Diaries and David Nutter behind uh, X-Files, The Flash, and Game of Thrones. And they also ordered Dead People about an alcoholic cabbie who can talk to ghosts. Uh, Dead people is being produced under bad robots. Dead people got no reason. Dead people
0: got no reason. Dead people got no reason to live. That's right. Because they're dead. Hey. hey. That's
2: actually really good. (laughs) I
0: drive a cab, but I don't do it for fun. I drive a cab because I have to. Hey, dead people. There's dead people. Dead people got no reason to live because they're dead. Hey, pick me up, captain oh, Give me a ride. Oh, your needs a pickup. Give me a ride. Now she's gonna Oh, French. I'm going the pickup. Your landy in the cab. I'm driving the cab with your landy. Wo Where are you going? The meter is running.
4: For our I'm three.
2: For our three listeners, who knows who Die Atward is.
0: The Empire State Building, please. Take me to the Empire State Building, let's go! Come on, I got to meet ninja on the Empire State Man, Building. He's climbing more, up the side like King Kong.
3: The He's longer crazy. it goes, the more I see mice.
0: Ninja's crazy. Let's go. <laughs>
2: I'm driving your landy to the Empire State Building. Hey, hey. this is what? really an impressive. You have no idea how impressive this Sonic Theater is right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There it is! You can stop right here. I'm going to get out and walk the rest of the way. It's the
2: first time he's nailed two voices at once. (laughs) 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 Nintendo revealed the launch date for a new program to share YouTube ad revenue with content creators called Nintendo Creators Program. The new revenue sharing scheme officially launches on May 27th, but a beta of the program is available now. Uh, Those interested can sign up to get 60% of the advertising revenue from a video containing Nintendo intellectual property, such as a Let's Play of a Wii U game. Uh, Partners can also designate entire channels to Nintendo content, which will net them 70% of the ad revenue. Nintendo will pay partners through PayPal two months after their monthly views are tallied. Nintendo is taking a different approach than most other publishers. Normally, IP owners don't lay claim to revenue from videos created by fans. Uh, One issue is that Nintendo will want content creators in the program to submit their video content for approval, and that process could take up to three business days. Currently, it is unknown what criteria Nintendo will use to approve or deny a given video, Uh, but if a video has negative competition, Comments about a game. Does Nintendo have the right to say no to people within that program? More likely, yes. Uh, big names like PewDiePie, Jim Sterling, and Giant Bomb are railing against the program. Jeff Gerstman from Giant Bomb said, quote, The more I read about the Nintendo Creator's program, the more it looks like we're no longer going to upload Nintendo coverage to YouTube, unquote.
1: Yep, they're shooting themselves in the foot they yet again. They
2: so are. It's, it's, but they don't care. They're made of money. Yeah, and that's true, but...
1: They're going to lose some. But they they are. But it's not going to hurt them. Yeah, I think they're figuring out that they need to just be making toys. Yeah, they're starting to learn that too. Yeah, their toys are selling like hotcakes. They are. Amiibos are going crazy.
2: Yeah, but uh, aside from that, all their other products basically licensed out. Right, as far they don't make any other kind of toys themselves.
6: Oh, you mean like no? Any, there's any
1: Mario toys and
2: stuff. Yeah, there's Mario
1: action figures. sure, but that's all licensed out. That's
2: not made by yeah, Nintendo. They just, no, they
6: some it of
1: it is. Some of it is made by Nintendo. Some of it is made by
6: outside companies. Very <laughs> few items are made actually by Nintendo. They they license a lot of toy man- well, manufacturers. Well, I mean, if you're if you're
1: getting right down to it, I guess the amiibos aren't really made by Nintendo per se. They're, somebody else builds them for them, some other company. But
2: sure, right. and and dis- disgusting as this profit sharing idea is. Um, it's the greater public has no idea or really cares when it comes down to it. It pretty much affects those people making their living on YouTube, yep, right. which is viable and entertaining, but you're
1: no, going to see less of that. People are going to, yeah. And they just and don't again, seem to get
2: grips that it's just free advertising.
1: And once again, Smash
2: Brothers is going to fall off the yeah. map. Yeah, because w- why review a game that you have to, one... Put up later because it has to be reviewed and approved by the company. And two.
1: Nintendo makes the weirdest decisions. Yeah. Uh, are you guys, anybody listeners out there, you probably know if you are already members of the Club Nintendo. Are you a member of Club Nintendo? I'm not,
2: but I saw they released a whole bunch of games for so this. So if
1: you are in the Club Nintendo, it's shutting down in a couple of months. And they've just put up a ton of stuff that you can get with your remaining coins. Uh, lots of digital content and a few little physical items here and there. Nothing too great. Um, but, yeah, a lot of games. So go and spend those coins before they yeah. close it out and turn into a new thing.
2: Yeah, good morning. New reward zone. In a surprising move, a New York-based investment firm, Columbus Nova, announced that it has acquired MMO maker and operator Sony Online Entertainment, LLC, for an undisclosed amount of money. Sony Online Entertainment is best known for creating EverQuest, Planetside 2, DC Universe Online, H1Z1, Landmark, and the upcoming EverQuest Next. The company has been renamed Daybreak Game Company, and for the time being at least, John Smedley remains its president.
3: Are these all MMOs?
2: These are mostly MMOs, okay. yes. Uh Uh, quote, Sony Online Entertainment, newly rebranded as Daybreak, is a great addition to our existing portfolio of technology and media. We see tremendous opportunities for growth with the expansion of the company's game portfolio uh, offerings, as well as an exciting uh, quality games coming up, including the recently launched H1Z1 and the highly anticipated EverQuest Next to be released in the near future, said Jason Epstein, senior partner of Columbus Nova. The recent early access launch success of H1Z1 is just one testament to the talent and dedication of the studio's developers to create a great online gaming experience. Unquote. One of the biggest benefits of this sale for gamers is that many of Sony Online Entertainment's most popular franchises uh, can finally be purchased on Xbox platforms because they've been Sony exclusive up till now.
6: I'm just, on a side note, amazed at how much Sony is shedding its assets to try to stay, you know, in the black, sure. or, or I should say, try to dig themselves out of the red, because they've they've been well, I shouldn't say all of their departments are losing money. Like the PlayStation, that's doing fine. Is is doing gangbusters. Yeah. That's what's keeping the rest of Sony afloat right now. But that's really the rest of it. It's the TVs. Their, their television division has been, you know, year year over year losing money. Um, now their mobile uh, division that makes cell phones, which we don't largely see here in the U S uh, the Sony Xperia, Android based phones. I actually know some people that have the Sony phones. They, they've just just within the last year started popping up here in the, in the U S but primarily they're international and, uh, that division is making money or should say is starting to make money, but they, they already shed their computer division two years ago. Uh, they shed, uh, they're shedding Sony online entertainment now. Uh, they were, they were, at one point, looking at spinning off the television division into another company, selling it outright, or making it its own company. So, I mean, it's... I mean, what's next? I mean... Spider-Man, hopefully? it's Well, you know, it's not, what, it's not outside the, the realm of out. possibilities, because, you know, Sony Pictures is losing money. Mm-hmm. And especially after the whole, uh, you know, hacking debacle, you sure. know, they have, you know lost money because of that as well i mean they didn't recoup half of what they used to spend on uh, or what they spent rather on uh, the interview but they lost a bunch of money on spider-man amazing spider-man 2 sure and i guess there were other uh pictures in the pipeline to be released that now they're having issues with so i mean it's it's like just like one thing after another with sony well how could they
2: go wrong with the uh, remake of annie
6: i know right did you uh, did you end up seeing there? No. That okay, because it, it did look awful.
2: It looked terrible, and this coming from a fan of the original Annie.
6: Yep. Yeah. So, and, I mean, and a lot of people are really going. Oh, people just don't want to go see it because of the you know the you know the color switching between the characters. And I'm like, nope. that has nothing to do with it. It did, just looks terrible. Didn't care. Uh, it was the whole idea of the uh,
2: updating it for one, which yeah. that's fine if you're going to take that chance. But when you completely restructure the songs, rewrite the lyrics, and so on, yeah. it's no longer the beloved musical. It's something that just didn't seem like Annie anymore.
6: Yeah, it's it, it was like Annie in name only. Nothing else was even completely it remotely related to the original. And well, I,
2: I know
3: he, he did have orphans, which is interesting in modern days since we don't really have an orphanages anymore. But okay.
2: <laughs> Gain streaming and broadcasting service Twitch announced that it hit the 1 million users in a month milestone in 2014. Twitch was bought out by Amazon for nearly a billion dollars in the latter part of 2014, but the change in ownership didn't seem to slow the service's momentum. It increased its monthly viewership from 45 million in 2013 to 100 million in 2014. Wow. Twitch also says that it has 1.5 million unique broadcasters per month, leading to 11 million videos broadcast and 16 billion minutes watched each month. At its peak, Twitch also saw a million concurrent viewers on the service. Finally, it helped charitable organizations raise $10 million for charity in 2014 by providing them with a platform to share their various initiatives during the year. Crazy. Keep going, Twitch. You're doing good. I spend a lot of time watching. Twitch. You spend you a did. lot of time on Twitch.
1: Yeah, so do I. That's like
2: that's <laughs> the you're kind of our end. To let me know what's going on with Twitch.
1: It's it's great. It's such a really. I mean, it's great right now. Two years from now, it'll be absolute dreck.
2: You think just because of regulation regulating it?
1: Yeah, it's going to get not cool anymore. But uh, but you got a you got a four month window to find some really interesting shit. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you can watch. You just get you get to see people just chilling in their house and talking and. It's just kind of cool to just get a little taste to the zeitgeist out is there. That is part it, of
3: the fun of the Twitch stuff is sort yeah. of the sort of voyeuristic thing of seeing people absolutely, in yep, absolutely, it and it's not and it's not really voyeuristic
1: so much as it's just like it's, communal. it's
2: actual reality TV, right? It's communal
1: of reality. It's, it's 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 getting in touch with something that's uh, authentic. It's not. I'm not looking to see something grotesque or absurd or 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 personal. I'm mean, not. Or, or rather. Uh, private or embarrassing I'm looking to see something authentic and that's it it's very authentic right now what's on twitch is very authentic stuff people producing materials producing content because they want to because they love it and because it's affordable to them they can do it on a cheap basis so the, the the walls of broadcasting are completely shattered it's even more I mean it's in the same lines as podcasting kind of thing of course there is still the technological barrier so the people who do broadcast on twitch have to have a certain Tech savviness about them, but it's not a very high barrier anymore for what a lot of these kids grow up learning. You know, they have a certain amount of financial uh, stability. You can do it, and it's just interesting to see what people's opinions are on things. And that sounds like a
3: much more wholesome high than I was thinking you were getting off it. That's
1: good. Oh yeah, well I mean, and you know, Twitch is done. They've taken steps in the you know, put your shirts on, everybody. They're making everybody put their (laughs) shirts on, which. I could give a fuck, but uh, I'm, I hate I hate any kind of thing like that. But at the
6: same time, no more naked gamers.
1: Well, there's just a lot of. There, well, they're, there still lot there. Of, they're still on oh, there. They're still on there. There were a lot of just you know you're flipping around and you say, oh look, that girl's chest is jutting out provocatively. But most of those uh, you don't watch those channels because they're dumb. You know, it, it, there's a couple that there's a couple of people that know what they're doing that are entertaining to watch. There's some that are over the top, not entertaining, who think they're very entertaining, which blows my mind too. But they're making money. It's weird too. Yeah. So there's that whole culture too. It's like, oh shit. But then maybe that's just a pot calling the kettle black. So.
0: <laughs> wow. Is that what it is? I don't know what that means. Why don't you go here and see?
2: Oh yeah.
0: I'll be back. Keep the meter running.
3: That's Don't a, leave me. That's a duet I would actually buy an album of. Don't leave me. Now now Hey, everybody in, in it's my your head. Randy
0: and Randy. Kick it, kick it, kick it, Randy, kick it, kick it, kick it, Randy. <laughs> what
3: the in my head, she's slowly morphing into Topo Gigio.
0: <laughs>
3: Is
6: it weird I'm having Hello,
0: Eddie.
6: <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to the U two concert from ninety two when there. the sugar cubes opened for U two. <laughs> That's it, that the whole set of the sugar cubes leading up to you two taking the stage. Well, hello is, there, Yolandi. Really good
1: to have you on the show.
6: Oh no! Uh, me what
1: are you? Uh, what are you going to perform for us tonight?
0: I'm going to sing Fatty Boom Boom. <laughs> okay, here we right. go. Are you ready? We on. keep it safe. Yeah. Okay.
2: Fatty Boom Boom.
0: Very good, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the uh, Artwood. With fatty boom
1: boom, really big should be a really big good song. Here to go.
0: Yeah, fatty boom boom, maybe with the ching chin.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's enough. Put oh. it right there.
3: So
2: you're laughing, but no that's more. how the song actually goes. Put <laughs> it right there. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at you tossing down the pen. And
3: I don't know if it was disgust, horror, frustration.
2: Actually, it was out of pure joy they actually started singing the song. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, Cut it right there.
2: As part of its 2015 Broadband Progress Report, the Federal Communications Commission has decided to change its definition of what constitutes a broadband speed. Yes. Much to the chagrin of both DSL and cable network owners. The minimum, oh,
1: too bad. The
2: minimum download speed what considered. What
1: they decided on is any time bowling, bowling for soup can run, that is the determined broadband
2: <laughs> speed. The band <laughs> bowling for soup? Yeah. <laughs>
4: they're a
1: broadband. They At least are, their drummer is. Their drummer <laughs> pretty broad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it you took me a second say, there. I was like, wait a <laughs> you minute. You don't want to go oh, with yeah. the Runaways? It's the Fat wait, Boys. Wait, we, <laughs> who? You want to go with Wilson the Runaways,
6: they're
1: all women? Wilson Phillips. Yeah.
6: No, they're not fat. No, they're all skinny. Now. Heart, half a heart. <coughs> oh no, yeah, half a heart. Have right. a
1: heart. That could just be the pot calling a kettle black. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: you've you've not seen Svelte in a long time, and neither have I. <laughs> it's been a
2: it's been a coon age. <laughs> the minimum download speed considered broadband now is twenty five megabits per second, uh, way up from the original four megabits per second. And the new minimum upload speed is 3 megabits per second up from 1 megabit per second. What this means is that the number of U.S. households who don't have access to broadband just tripled, and DSL networks will no longer be able to claim broadband status. FCC Commissioner Tom Wheeler said that in the report uh, that this new standard of, is of paramount importance. Quote, we are never satisfied with the status quo. We want better. We continue to push the limit, and that is notable when it comes to technology as consumers adopt and demand more from their platforms and devices, we need for broadband's will the need for broadband will increase, requiring robust networks to be in place in order to keep up. What is crystal clear for me is that broadband speeds of yesteryear are woefully inadequate today and beyond, unquote. Uh, one Democratic FCC commissioner, Jessica Rowancell, uh, said that she would have liked to see that number for a minimum download speed jump to 100 megabits per second. Uh, dissenting Republican, imagine that, FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly said he took issue with 4K TV and similar future leading technologies that might require more bandwidth for users were being used as focal points in the report. Uh, cable companies are also not very pleased with this new definition of what minimum broadband standards should be. The trade group representing the industry, the National Cable and Telecommunications Association, strongly objected to the letter uh, in a letter to the FCC last week. Also said in the letter that the FCC that 25 megabits is not needed for 4K streaming and that users aren't even interested in it yet. Netflix, which offers the t- technology now, was used as the prime example by both trade groups and the FCC. Uh, just to have, give you some comparison, I looked uh, looked up some averages. The country with the highest Average broadband download speed is Singapore. Yep, at 103.99 megabits per second, the U.S. is 25th yep. at 32.84 megabits, just beating Bulgaria. Yeah. just
6: we're uh, uh, the the whole the whole thing about this that really irritates me is that the point of this was to try to kind of bring the United States. Up to a level comparable to other countries, as far as defining what broadband is,
4: mm-hmm.
6: because I mean the the what, the uh, the Democratic one that you quoted there, uh, I, I forget her name. Okay. Uh, the reason behind her saying that should have been like ten times what it is now is they wanted the United States to jump to a to leader lead. of the pack. Yeah, say okay, you know, we say we're you know. The best at everything here. So let's set an example that the rest of the world has to meet. Eastern Asia is all
2: like 60 megabits plus.
6: So the downside to this is all it is is redefining the definition of broadband. There is no enforcement of this new rule. All it says is that if a company says they have broadband... (laughs) and they don't meet this standard, they can no longer call themselves broadband. There's nothing to push them to say, "Oh, well we have to improve our infrastructure and make right. true broadband available to our guests. We just now have to call it high speed internet."
5: Which they won't. They will
6: They they will they will just stop calling it broadband and call it high speed whatever. So there's, you know, the average consumer is not going to know a difference between what is broadband and what is high speed. So that's the downside. However, on Thursday of this week, the FCC is supposed to vote on new standards for telecommunications, and it's rumored they're going to reclassify Internet service providers as uh, telecommunication companies, which would mean that they are now regulated by the FCC, which could mean that this would, be an, enforce- would, would be an enforceable sure. So watch this space. Um, so, yeah, this so. this has some really intriguing uh, news possibilities for the, the the coming weeks. So stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> it's going to get crazy.
2: For you book lovers, this one might set you nice. Part, uh, publisher Harper announced this morning that Go Set a Watchman, a novel completed by Tequila Mockingbird author and Pulitzer Prize winner Harper Lee in the 1950s and rediscovered recently, Will be published July 14th. The AP describes the 304-page book as essentially a sequel to *Kill a Mockingbird*. Unquote. Despite being completed before Lee's seminal novel was published on July 11th, 1960, Harper publisher Jonathan Burnham explains, "Quote: The existence of *Go at a Watchman* was unknown until recently, and his discovery is an extraordinary gift." Unquote. The book will be 88-year-old Lee's second. And her first new work to be published in over 50 years.
6: Yeah, she hasn't published since 1960. Yeah. That's, I, is the, I wondered if This would the second there.
2: published novel. Yeah. Which That's she's been crazy. Doing.
6: <clears throat> uh, she doesn't she's, do interviews. She makes very few public appearances. So
2: I know that she's been embroiled in a lot of right trying to get rights from it. So she's been in a lot of rights battles with it.
6: But yeah, nobody really knows what she's been up to for this whole yeah. time. So she went, she went she's J. like J. Salinger. Salinger, yeah. Okay. And this discovery of this manuscript, uh, apparently, she's not denied its existence, but she hasn't quite confirmed it yet either. But you know, several experts have looked at it and said, "Yes, this is this is her work." And appara- it was like found attached to a an original typed manuscript of To Kill a Mockingbird. So you know, the authentication is going forward. But yeah, it's so crazy. How do
3: you publish a book without the
6: permission of the author? If she doesn't have the rights, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm
2: not a rights lawyer. Weird,
6: because I, I guess it's it's something like Harper the, the 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 publisher. I, I I I'm forgetting the publisher's name right now, but it's Harper. It is okay. It is Harper Collins. Uh, they have, I guess, the rights to it. So uh, they they had initially got that book and the follow up book rights to publish. So even though it's 60 years later. You know, wow. it, it, the manuscript was written, apparently she never submitted it, but now that it's been found, they actually do, supposedly, I mean, obviously this is up for the courts to decide, but they have the rights to publish it, because yeah. it is the follow-up to To Kill a Mockingbird, so... Yeah,
2: you'll see it the uh, July 14th. Yep. And finally, Tolkien lore led a Texas boy to suspension. Oh, oh yeah. This
6: one makes me <laughs> sick.
2: After he brought his one ring to school... <laughs> Kermit Elementary School officials called it a threat when the 9-year-old boy Aiden Stewart in a playful act of make-believe told a classmate he could make him disappear with a ring forged in the fictional Middle-earth's Mount Doom. The Stewards had just watched The Hobbit: The Battle of Five Armies days earlier, inspiring Aiden's imagination and leading him to proclaim that he had in his possession the one ring to rule them all. Quote, Aiden claimed Thursday he could put a ring on his friend's head and make him invisible like Bilbo Baggins, who stole Gollum's precious in J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy series, Lord of the Rings. Quote, I assure you, my son lacks the magical powers necessary to threaten his friend's existence. <laughs> the boy's father later wrote in an email, if he did, I'm sure he would bring him right back. Unquote. When Stewart uh. confronted the school principal to ask what was going on, he said he was told that threatening another child's safety, whether the threats are magical or otherwise, are not tolerated. Principal Roxanne Greer declined to comment on the fourth grader's suspension citing confidentiality policies.
6: Uh, school boards these days. Uh, it's tex- well, school it's, it's, these days. And the worst yeah. thing is, they, they, they because it's in Texas, of course, they labeled <laughs> it uh, an act of terrorism.
0: They did. They so did.
6: It's... And, and like, who even. Didn't, though... Who
2: didn't play like this in this room when yeah, they were young? Yeah, I know. Who I didn't mean, play like this?
6: It's it's kids being kids. You know, they're playing make believe. That's what kids are supposed to Dude, do. Dude, I'd have been locked up in Guantanamo for the stuff I did as a kid. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm just. Jesus. Wait, are you arguing for or against the. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, when I read this, I, my, I was aghast. I was just sitting there going, yeah. what? And apparently this is like the third time he's been suspended. Yeah, he um, yeah, he brought, And for other ridiculous yeah,
2: things. Yeah, he's a he's been at school for like 6 months. Yeah. And one of the suspensions was he brought in his book little book of knowledge. Yeah, the little yeah, exactly. Uh, re- regarding a uh, a solar system thing that they were talking about and then the teacher saw there was a picture of what a woman pregnant looks like.
6: Yeah, there's a small an, section an, an in anatomy there
2: about that picture and suspended him for bringing that because what it had the picture of that
6: in that book. Yeah, because the last thing... Get this knowledge out of school! The last thing you want in a Texas school is a book that has knowledge, knowledge in it. We, we don't cotton sides on your parts.
1: We don't care for knowledge. Get gone with you. Well, that's your last get story?
3: behind me, knowledge.
2: I have to say, this this elementary school is giving Kermit a bad name. i got to say
6: that. So I'm you, just,
3: you, uh, oh. you, you don't have the exploding kittens?
2: <laughs> I don't have the exploding
3: kittens. Oh!
2: Nope. I, I didn't see anything about exploding kittens. Oh, Do I
3: want to know? Get the oatmeal. Put a uh, put game. a Kickstarter for a game called Exploding Kittens, and okay. it like, shot up to be the the number one.
2: I've kind of stopped doing Kickstarter stuff for the most part.
3: They went up to like two million dollars in, in uh, like three uh, and, days. And, and, but They're up is, to five something, and yeah,
2: I fully incredible. believe it. But there's just there's just so many things that go on with Kickstarter that I just never bring it as news. All right, but it's exploding and kittens, it's, and it's unless it's just an absolute abjunct. Fail beyond that is beyond newsworthy. Okay, but, or the
5: guy takes off of the money,
2: <laughs> or or yeah, and then and then says you oh, you okay. know what I'm not going to do it anyway. Yeah. We've already done that story. <laughs> but what's your story? Write to us comments at UglyCouchShow.com.
3: And until next week, I am Master Dorgo. Up your butt. Hey, he's Jeff. Fact checked, Andy with two new eyes. <laughs> Flip Floppy Matt.
2: And we'll talk to you next week in Geek.
3: So Paul, I'm keeping to ask you. Is it true that you were the left shark? <laughs>
6: Yep. Oh, during the Super Bowl, <laughs> no, it was the left shark?
4: You were adorable. <laughs> if only
1: I would love to have been the left shark. I could I maybe missed. I could maybe fit in the tree. <laughs>
6: I missed that. I saw it. I saw it at the tail well, end of were, like. You uh, were one of the beach balls. Uh, I want to be that video. I,
1: I want to be that hot dog on a stick outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're like, Katy Perry! I was told that she wrote business. in on
2: the. Uh, the The more you know, Rainbow Star. Uh, no, was that towards was towards the
1: like, end. That was that like the end. Yeah, she that, was wrote the in, that was the old MGM lion. Oh, yeah, did you see she like, wrote like in religious on a groups? Zord, dude, it was awesome. Oh wow,
3: it was like it was. They
6: she had the, like the, the black the suited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, walking with dinosaurs. They had the black suited uh, yeah, animators yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. walk walk along the with ones that scare the Japanese people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the life size.
4: What was
1: the one War Horse? Yeah, I think the puppeteers behind War Horse. I would bet. Yeah. because it That's really had
6: stuff. that yeah the giant f- size puppeteering looking. thanks paul but the, the lion
3: <laughs>
1: yeah but warhorse <laughs> but like religious groups did you groups see War are Horse? Now- no li- i did not the live production of warhorse no i did not it's some amazing puppetry. They, yeah. did, they did that on the stage you should see it but There's like a documentary
6: about religious groups it. are like throwing a fit now saying that she's promoting um uh paganism and oh god I, i'm forgetting the article did. It's like just <laughs> who cares just outright utter ridiculous stuff and I'm like because she's riding in on a mechanical lion sorry yeah tiger because it's that Eye of the Tiger song. Church groups does.
2: are trained really to find dumb shit. Huh? Yeah. It's just the way they're, they're wired. dumb. They're all they're dumb, dumb. Yeah. Dumb, yeah. dumb, dumb, dummies. Dumb, dumb, dummies. I'm sick of all, these dumb, dumb, uh, dummies.
1: Yeah. I'm I so mean, tired of these dumb, dumb, dummies telling me that things are... Fuck off. Pokemon.
4: Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, right. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon's the devil. Fuck Although, you in the mouth.